Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh my gosh, that's right. It's a whole new year. It's a whole new year. It's a whole new year. And I'm so excited about the pretty flowers on our Trello board. They are pretty. You (laughs) know, they sell these at the grocery store near me, the Rainbow Roses. I love it so much. How do they they do do that? That's what I want to know. How do they make rainbow roses? They sell them at the grocery store here. They do? And, uh, yeah. They sell them at Wegmans, uh-huh. your favorite. Oh. And, um, mm-hmm. and like, I'd love to know how they get one petal purple and one petal red and one petal blue and one petal green. It's so weird. I mean, if it's paint, they're painting a lot of roses. They can't grow like that, though. Because that's just not, those aren't nature colors. <laughs> no. No, they're not, but they're quite beautiful. And for those of you who are going, they what are. the heck are they talking about? We yeah. have a Trello board that we use for our show notes. And I put a an image in the back of the Trello board, and it's rainbow roses because I wanted something colorful. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so pretty. So I put it on there, and it's pretty. So it makes me happy to look at the rainbow Yeah, roses. I like the colors. Well, you knew I would like them. We have that in common. We love I know, yes. All the that's right. Colors. That's right. I just didn't want to like blow John's eyes out of their sockets when he came in here and was like, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's his eyes can very take it. colorful. Who are you ladies and what are you doing in my studio? I haven't heard from you. In- <laughs> oh, I know. Right? I mean, it's, it's true. That, yeah, you probably don't see that much color in a day, but... Never. But it's cool. Shall we start? What shall we do? Shall we Let's just start, start talking about some of these news? It's been so long. It literally has been over a month almost. I don't even oh know gosh. if we're going to be able to get to all the news. Yeah, I mean, who cares what we did for New Year's? And I don't even know yet. <laughs> we, we don't know like yet. Four days from now. <laughs> right. We'll talk about that on another time. I mean, yeah, Christmas is over. It's New Year's is over. Who cares? The past. Let's the past stay in the past, shall we? <laughs> Correct. Moving on. And here we go. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. First things first. Yes. First things first. This was like, I guess, big news. You know, last December in 2017, last December, the IAB came out um, and said that they, w- they were going to be having, like there was an IAB um, standard for measuring download, like the 2.0 stats came out last year. But as of this December, obviously, or like last December now, oh my gosh, on 2018, they have launched their podcast measurement compliance program. Do you want to read a little bit of the press release that they have here, Jess? Could I? Could you? I know. I think it would be <laughs> lovely for you to do this and make people not fall asleep. So you have to. You okay. Know. Here we go. <laughs> Ready, peeps? <laughs> Here we go. Woohoo. The IAB Technology <laughs> Laboratory Podcast Movement Compliance Program. No, I'm just kidding. Has entered the marketplace, championed by major podcast publishers and platforms, signaling high demand for the guidelines that help solve podcast advertising's many, many, many measurement challenges. Hey. NPR, what? It's Not true. many, many, NPR many. NPR and Raw Voice slash Blueberry are first companies to enter the podcast measurement, cer- oh, to earn, sorry, the podcast measurement certification. 
The compliance program certifies companies are adhering to the IAB measurement technical guidelines released in December 2017. The guidelines establish a common set of ad metrics for podcasts and a base set of principles that any system should be supporting. So what does this mean for us, the podcaster? Well, zilch. It really doesn't mean anything for us, except that if you are hosting with one of the companies that are certified, it means that, you know, that they are playing along with the large buyers and large sellers of podcast advertising so that large advertisers know that everyone is counting the measurement in the same way. That's all it means. It's like an inch is an inch is an inch. An inch isn't. You know, here in the UK, I mean, it's like when you go to sizes, like clothing sizes, Yeah, an eight here is not an eight there and so on. But like this certification, it would be like as if all the clothing retailers had to be like, okay, an eight is going to be an eight here and an eight here. And everyone's going to know that this is an eight. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really all it is. Like, I think it does affect podcasters. I don't think, I think that in a way that there's a lot of people who like decide to go with certain podcast hosts uh, because they think they're going to get more downloads there or like let's say and I'm I'm bringing SoundCloud into the mix because as of now I don't think that they've even considered um, being part of the IAB uh, certification process as well, in like they not? haven't they even haven't started been the part testing of anything else related to podcasting but acha well, exactly and so what happens is like people <laughs> can buy SoundCloud plays and things like that so um, you can actually hire companies and, and to to do that so that it really can make you look like you have a lot more stats. And it's just there's less regulation there. So some people might think that they have a larger audience than, than they do have. And again, I, I think I want to comment on the fact that it doesn't really matter whether or not you're using advertisers or not. I think like for us, or at least for me, I'd like to know, just like you're saying, if I'm going to buy an eight if I want to buy like a pair of pants that's a size eight, I want to know that it's going to fit me, right? I don't want to buy a size eight if I'm really a size 12. Like I want to be honest with myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and just because there's companies out there that make size 12 pants and name them size eight doesn't mean that I'm really skinny. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, mean, that's I, true, I think this but- is good. Isn't a download – I mean, what they're doing is trying to standardize something that can't really be standardized. Let's be honest. I just don't understand what, where the irritating advertising bureau is going with the this. Irritating. Because- <laughs> you know where they're going with it. It's just so that everyone is on the same page yeah, about how things it. are measured and ROI. They just need to know what they're spending is worth it. But what do they cons- – like, is there anything? Guidelines on what they consider a yes. download, like yes, absolutely. Like right at the bottom, it says the IAB Tech Lab seal of compliances for podcast you. measurement includes the following metrics: download, listener, ad delivery, and also you have to understand. Like we've been um, discussing this because there's a difference between being compliant, right? IAB 2.0 compliant, so that you are going through the process as a hosting company to abide by these guidelines, which are not easy to abide to. There's like a long list of things that you have to do, and it takes a long time, versus what is happening right now, which is what the actual certification. It's sort of like, I always akin to it, like um, the, you know, when you're studying for the bar exam, like you can study for the bar exam, you can know everything about 
how to become a lawyer or all the things that are in the exam itself. But if you go and take this, the test and you fail, you haven't passed the bar exam, even if you know the stuff, right? And so IAB certification, which is what Blueberry and NPR just got here, is that they passed the exam. They can now say that they're lawyers, I mean, doctors or whatever, whatever test you need to take to do that. They can now say that they're counting the same way IAB wants them to count. Yeah. So there's a certification. There's a thingy-majigger versus all the other companies that right now are compliant, meaning that they're following the rules, but they haven't gone through the testing process. And the testing process is rigorous and it's it takes a long time. And it kind of also reminds me of when I was working at the restaurant in LA and there were all of these grades, like the A and the B and the C, whatever, you know, when they start to do that kind of stuff. And then whenever like those people would come in, they would sit there with the the thing and you couldn't like, there are some things like you just couldn't do. You couldn't, you know, touch these glasses and you couldn't have X thing inside of the ice and you couldn't, you have to cover the bread, like all of these extra little things that you're supposed to have for making it clean so that you could get that A and you earn that A for that restaurant. So you know that the processes are right. And even if you do that, like, if there is something off, you don't get that A. And we used to have to fight for that kind of stuff. Like there were lots of little things that we used to do, like, and I know this is really bad, but I used to grab a glass and stick it in the ice and just like fill it with ice in the big ice bucket. And I just put the glass in there and take it out versus using a a little spoon thingy. Like a scoop. Like a scoop. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just sent him the podcast measurement to point oh i can set it to you too if you want elsie but it basically says you know they define how the ads are delivered define how the podcasts are delivered and then they say you should be measuring with server logs ip address timestamp http status code how many bytes have been served like how big the file that's been served refer traffic as in where did they come from the user agent what kind of thing are they using in order to listen and the bite range. So then it says apply filtering logic, apply file threshold logic, which is how big it is. Identify and aggregate unique listens, generate metrics, audit the process. And so the filtering process is meant to get rid of like IP addresses that can't be traced back to actual people. IP addresses that count for large numbers of downloads like fraud erroneous referring data as in it came from a source that doesn't exist bogus user agents like firefox etc and so forth so they they want you to not just the way it counts but also you have to make sure you're not counting these things is mm-hmm. what it's saying as well like you can't count this you can't count that you can't count this i mean the the system is complicated and it is meant to i understand that it's meant to get some semblance of an idea as far as what's being listened to and what's not. But, you know, it's to me more like like in email marketing, like the first thing you learn about email marketing is that open rate is not as good as click rate. And like people can see your email without opening it because they have preview panes in Microsoft Outlook and even Gmail now has a preview pane. So like you can't, so like your open rate, whether it's 15% or 20% or 100% doesn't really matter because 
You can't really, really, really measure that, but you can measure how many people you get to click somewhere. This is sort of the same thing to me where it's like everybody focuses on the open rate and no one gives a crap about the click through rate. But action is where I mean, to me, that's what is more exciting. Like, did they take action on the ad? That's where your ROI is. Who gives a shit how many people listen to it? They're probably not – you don't know if they're actually half listening. You don't know if they're listening while their kid's screaming in the car. You don't know if they're listening while they're sleeping. None of it matters. Guarantee 90% of the people are, are fast forward. They got a 30-second button on their thing. They're fast forward. I know I do constantly. Well, dynamic ad insertion, you can tell when they fast forward it because it hasn't been delivered properly. So they can measure that. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, click through, click through, click through. Anyway, I, you know, but it's funny how, I mean, I think this conversation is going to come into some of that here as well, but I like how, like, I'm in the process of kind of figuring out what my sort of strategy for next year is for LC. And one of them is, is kind of like, is starting a newsletter kind of thing. But see, for me, the newsletter isn't going to be about that. It's going to be meaning click throughs. Like, I'm not going to be like, click here to, I mean, of course, sometimes that will happen. But Lucy, are you even going to measure it at all? That's the question. Is it the purpose for you to just get it out? You're not going to measure your open rate or your click through rate. Your no. accomplishment will be write the fucking newsletter. Exactly. Let's start That's there, gonna be, yeah, For me, and to get it out and then have people, you know, catch up to me in that way meaning like i want them to read it that's it i know you you don't care if they read it you only are accomplished if it goes out that's that's step one for six months once you make it a habit and you do it for on a consistent basis and then you start to like then you'll start looking at downloads and stuff but even for this podcast like it's so much more important to get it out than it is to know like exactly yes. who's listening yes. to it and Absolutely. when and why okay, like, so let's care. let's move it so let's move it along to the next thing let's move it along to the next bit of news which actually builds on this i by the way i'm all into the iab compliance and 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 certification and and if for all of my clients that's going to be a that's a question you know whenever they ask me where do i want to go host with i will i will advise based on this participation in this process, because I do believe, because for me as a consultant and as somebody, as a coach, as a mentor, I need to know that what the, what your downloads are. And I don't care if it's five downloads or if it's a hundred thousand downloads. What I do care is that I know that, okay, this is relatively true. Like I can uh, kind of look at it and go, okay, <laughs> I agree. I feel bad <laughs> for my bosses because we just announced in October that we are IAB compliant and they've been working their goddamn tails off to make sure Captivate is ready to launch in January, our new host. Mm -hmm. And this comes along in December. I have not spoken to Mark and Kieran about it, so I have no idea if they have plans on making compliance. I just know that they spend every waking minute on UX, user experience, to to make sure that it's all working properly and that it does all the magical things that it's supposed to do. And like, mm -hmm. I don't even, I'm even afraid to ask like, Hey, y'all going to get certified anytime soon. Cause like, I just know like poor Mark, like they've been working like 6am in the morning to like 10 o'clock at night. Like, don't talk to me. I must code, must code. So, so can I, as a podcaster, can I ask one little last question about this? All right. So how many podcasts Does it take out of to... all the podcasts? Wait, wait, wait. Let me Sorry, finish my question before you start answering it. Thank you. All right. So how many podcasts does it take or how many downloads does it take for an advertiser to really want to look like 3,000 podcasts, 3,000 downloads per episode per Depends month on the advertiser. is the minimal? 
Yeah, a, a month, right? Yeah, Not a I, month. I'm just an going to episode. Average. An episode. An episode per month. Per month. An- 3,000 downloads. Per episode within a 30 to 45 day period. That's what I thought I said, but thank you for clarifying. Okay. All right. So now, how many podcasts out of all the podcasts get that? About 8%. Okay. So this is really just, this whole thing really applies to 8% of all podcasts. Yes. The other 92%. It doesn't mean anything. I don't think so. I actually disagree w- with that because I think IAB compliance or, or certification, again, the reason that I'm behind this is because th- it doesn't matter whether or not you're getting advertising or not. This is about counting downloads as downloads. It's kind of like like what okay. Jess was talking about, yeah. like with the clothing. Like you just need to know that this is the right size. Remember last year when this all started and I was just like, look, Santa Claus isn't real. This is a download. This is not a download. You either want to know the truth or you don't want to know the truth. Yeah, that's it. It's about knowing the truth. It's it's literally that. So it's not necessarily about you selling ads. It's about you going, I'm getting 200 episodes. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting 200 downloads per episode per month. You know that. That said, though, the other 92%, look, I mean, I just read that 200,000 podcasts were submitted last year. At least some of them are hoping to get into that three to five to 10,000 per episode range. And they're going to want, you know, and everyone thinks they're going to be the next star. So it's like you want to host somewhere where they're, they're doing their due diligence for when you can get a big advertiser like that. If it ever happens, which we all know isn't gonna, Ah! but I'm just saying like you, you still want to be, it's sort of like, you know, you still want to have a website, even if you have no customers yet. And the other thing I like about this, it seems like they're going after people that are trying to game yes. the system and get their own exactly. downloads. Yes. Yes. Right. So that's, that's nice. I like that. Cause I like that you know, too. there's a lot of cheating in podcasting that I've noticed. Yes. As far as subscriptions and, you know, you can go buy your way onto the new and noteworthy that yeah. the, the top 200 in, in, uh, Apple podcasts. So. You know, so I do like that part. Of it. I would like to know when IAB is going to start cracking down on people that just boldface lie about what their downloads are. Well, yeah, but see, that's like a, that's a whole different entity. I know. You know what I mean? It's like a whole, that's a whole, the wing, that's a wing that doesn't even exist yet. Right. It's never going to exist because it's like we, we haven't been able to get men to start lying about other things. So when are we, you know, they're not going to stop lying about their downloads either. But how dare you? Sorry. <laughs> but now, but see, come on. Now let's move over to the other thing that was released because the AIAB came in like somewhere mid, um, December. Yeah, and then, let's talk about then rad, we got, baby. Let's talk uh, about you and me. Yeah, now we're going to get to more letters. This is R A D, not I A B. It's rad. R A B, which is stands for remote audio data. And so this is an initiative that's coming from NPR, I believe, from that side of the spectrum. That's kind of how it was initiated. And I'm going to read a little bit of what the sort of like announcement of this was. RAD stands for Remote Audio Data, and the technology is expected to give podcasters a better understanding of how many listeners they truly have and for how long those listeners are listening. Right now, podcasters rely on downloads and listens, and there's no real way to determine exactly how long a listener stays with a podcast once it's been downloaded. The RAD technology shares listening metrics from podcast apps straight back to publishers. Podcasters mark within their audio files certain points with rad tags. 
ID3 tags, and indicate an analytics URL. A mobile app is configured to read these RAD tags. And when listeners hit those locations in the file, bundle and send anonymized information to that analytics URL. The publisher can then use that data from all devices to get listening statistics. So this isn't about downloads per se, but more listener stuff, which is what people keep asking all the time. Like if how many, you know, how long did somebody listen to the show? Where they did they actually get to that point in the middle of the show where we talked about X or Y or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And this is not going to be added via the podcaster, like podcast host side of things. This is going to be added via the uh, a support of these ID3 tags. So the ID3 tags are added information that's coded inside of the audio files themselves, which is really, really confusing for most of you guys, for people to understand, because there's a lot of people who don't, you don't even get what ID3 tags are. But the way for them to be kind of read is needs to be implemented by podcast apps. Uh, sort of like the, you know, the Apple Podcast app or Overcast or Pocket Casts or, you know, all the apps that people listen with is what's going to deliver that data for this stuff. Well, that's going to be interesting because a lot of people put the ID tag information in beforehand. And then now, if you're an editor and they come out with this where you have to have the markers in the actual audio, so it'll tell you when you're a, you're a quarter away done, halfway through, three quarters of the way through at the very end or, you know, be the beginning of the ad or the end of the ad. Now the editors are going to have to put these markers in. Maybe. Or if they're. Yeah, that's right. Some of the editors are going to be coding some of the the one the, the things that you want. And I assume that there's going to be programs like Hindenburg. So the Hindenburg um, DAW is going to be implementing the RAD tags in there. So if you are using that as your audio editor, then you can just definitely just put it in there and it automatically supports these tags. Mind you, again, the editor itself does not read these tags. What reads these tags and, and stuff like that is when somebody's consuming it. So it doesn't matter if they're on there. If somebody, if it, oh, and also if you add these tags and like the podcast app that you are using, does not support these tags, then it doesn't matter that you have them on there. Does that make sense? Mm, So not everything reads it. And as of now, as far as I know, it seems like uh, there is some support for these guys, but not everybody. So like the big dog, Apple Podcast is not supporting it. Spotify is also not supporting it. Overcast is not supporting it. Pocketcast is not supporting it. I think those huh? guys might be a pain in the ass. Was it overcast? Oh my gosh, I don't think so. I think that I am 100% behind Marco Arment and everything that he stands for. Is he the one that's like, we're not going to ever put measurement statistics in our app? Uh, Is that who that was? Yeah, because it, it has no, there's no benefit to the listener. This is all about the advertisers. This, I'm not behind at all. The IAB, I think it has a benefit to podcasters. You don't because like we that they want to download track numbers you in the are. app? But this is a bunch of crap. No. I think. No, it doesn't do a zero for the listener at all. So, I mean, 
you know, it's, it doesn't do anything. And plus, as a listener, I mean, because I am such a podcast listener, I know what my behavior is, which is if I hear an ad, I go forward. If I hear a, a part of the podcast that I don't like, I go forward. I don't care about that stuff. I want to hear the conversation. And even then, though, that does not mean that I don't like that show. That just means that I value my time and I want to move forward. So podcast apps like Castro, and I talked about this on the feed, have this incredibly awesome functionality from their advanced stuff that you can actually set preset things to each podcast that you listen to. So let's say for the feed, the majority of people skip through the whole first 10 minutes of the show because that's when I'm talking about myself and I'm doing a lot of like promoting of other people's podcasts. And most people want to listen to the Rob and Elsie conversation and that's it. I totally understand. I, I would say about 30% of the audience skips over the entire first 10 to 15 minutes. So if I were using Castro and I was one of those people that want to skip over the 15 minutes, I could say skip over the first 15 minutes of the feed every single time and then just go straight to the middle of the content. So it saves me time from me having to scroll in there. You can actually have that. That to me is a wonderful benefit for the listener. This is not. This is not a benefit for the, why would I care as a listener what this is? Podcast app makers are not in the business of helping podcasters. They're in the business of helping their consumers, the people who consume podcasts. So why would they want to support mm, something that's going to take them? It's I didn't really gonna, think of that, no but you're right. That's annoying when that happens. Yeah, they're after their audience, their customers, the audience, not the podcast. Yeah. Where why would they? You know, Blueberry right. podcast websites, Lipson, and all their customers are the podcasters. It's just going to mean that every host is now going to want to have their own app, or it means that they're going to have to partner with. You know, podcast companies are going to have to partner with apps, if not Overcast. Like, what if what if Overcast says no, but Spotify says yes? Well, Spotify, see, if they got Spotify, that would be great because Spotify right now is about 8% of the market share. That's a pretty decent size. But if all the podcasters knew this, like, for example, with Overcast, like, I know people listen wherever they want to listen, but let's just say they don't play along, but Spotify does... I mean, I'll start. I mean, I already tell people go listen in Spotify. I don't tell people go listen in Overcast. It's not even because I don't like them. It's just habit. I already am in the habit. I understand it. But the thing about it as a podcast listener is I really don't care where you want me right. to go listen. That's the, yep. I listen where I want to listen. True. One of the things I hate about the uh, Android that I have is I, I can't have Overcast. I have to use another app i have like three or four of them on there mm-hmm. and then the other thing that uh, you know no offense but Untaken. you know podcasters that have you know their own apps you know i've tried to download a few of them and i don't want to go to a different app every time no, i want to listen right. to a podcast i want to go to where my podcast place. is right there's only one place that i go to for one app that i use for one show and that's because it has video it has extra content mm-hmm. that i want to go see right if it doesn't have anything extra and special i don't want to use it makes sense so as like most podcast listeners and most podcasters it's all about us (laughs) right no and it's it's true and i think that that's where people are i mean even now whenever you do like there's a, a podcast app that i've been wanting to check out it's a really unique 
um, way of sharing content. It's super cool. It's called Wilson. And I downloaded it because I saw a, an article about it. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is totally just totally, un- I mean, super different than anything else out there. I've had it on my phone forever. I forgot it was on there. And I'm like, oh my God, here it is. I keep forgetting to go check this out. So I just dragged it into where I have all the rest of the podcast apps and I'm going to check it out. But the reason that I'm telling the story is because even though I think it's super cool and I really would love to support what these guys are doing, even though I haven't really messed with it at all, so I'm not even sure if it works, but I want to support it, but I I, I don't have time to be doing that. I When I have time, I want to listen to my show and I don't want to hit my head against the wall to listen to content. And even the Apple podcast app makes me hit my head against the wall because I don't know where the shows are. I don't know how to listen to it's so counterintuitive or at least counterintuitive to the way that I listen to shows. So I stick to Castro and Overcast. And if I can't use those two, I probably won't listen. It's so hard. So you know, and unfortunately that's, that's what they're up again with this rat thing. It's, they're going to have to get the app developers on board and you have to make it worth their while. So how about cash? Do you think that'll make it worth their while? I think maybe, I don't know, but then how much, how much, right? And where's it coming from? Right. Is it, you know, what is that data? Because I have seen that actually James from pod news said that, that he's essentially said, you're right. It doesn't really like for podcast um, app developers, for them to spend time developing this to add to their existing podcast apps is going to take type, time and resources and possibly, you know, their, their audience maybe wants a different functionality, something that's actually going to help them. But what's the money, right? Who's going to pay for that? Like if somebody says, okay, um, you know, you guys developing this podcast app, what if I give you $50,000 to add this in there? Would that be cool for you if we pay you? to implement and would they say okay or would they because of their values or whatever for ethical reasons they would Stupid say like values no, so pesky i don't know so so pesky i hate when people have values and morals God. right well because see that's the other Get thing over it's like, what i kept reading about this it's like obviously this is all fueled for sponsors and advertisers it's all just giving that money back to them and then knowledge back to them and i guess what i think is podcasting the whole point of podcasting is that it's not like any other media like it's it's a disruptor of the way people consume content so if we are now going to be establishing existing models which which is the reason why people left in the first place a lot of people have left listening to radio because of the ads. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have left look, watching TV because of the ads. And now they're looking, you know, and now we're like, okay, you know what? That, let's just put that now on this and mess that up too. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yes and no. I mean, I agree with you on a lot of levels, but again, this is up to the podcaster. You have to make sure that you're doing it right. You have to make sure that you do have morals and values about what you represent what you endorse i mean like you and i don't seem to have a problem with that there are a lot of podcasters that do it properly that don't seem to have a problem with that it's everybody else who's a greedy son of a bitch but here's the thing though jess you and i are making a decision an independent decision based on our own media content where we make deals with people versus what other people are doing right now which is these are advertisers coming in saying this is what we want 
These are large corporations that say, you need to do this because that way we will know whether or not our ads are working or not. I we agree. Don't give it's our stupid ad- yeah. because they're, it's like all the radio people showed up and they're like, great, how can we make this more like radio? It's like, no, yeah. we don't want it to be more like radio. It works because it's not radio, you numbnutses. Yep. Stop it. Oh, you know who you, you, know who you sound like, Jess? You. Me, a year and a half ago when I started this, you. saying everybody out of our sandbox, go get your own sandbox. I don't really feel like the sandbox thing, but I just feel like I always said I thought I think that radio people should be quiet and learn for a minute. Stop right. trying to make everything about them. Idiots. Right. But but see, here's – okay, but I am now going to talk about the real issues here, which is like the majority of people who are getting into the medium don't really know how to make money other than – via sponsored advertising supported something, right? Because even like, you know, newspapers and online websites and all that kind of stuff, they are still based on that ad delivery model. And that's how they're monetizing things. If you're launching something, it's like you always think like, who am I going to get to advertise on this? That's like the number one way to make money. So I get that. And I think it's challenging even for people who are coming into the medium, creating incredible content that is very unique. But what's the model? The one, the sure thing that people have made money for a long time has been in sponsorship and advertising. So what does that look like? What does that look like now with this show? What does it look like in this kind of media? Is there something else? Yes, go ahead. Laziness. Yes, it's lazy because they want quick money fast. Exactly. It's laziness. And what you're doing is you don't care about your listener. You just want to jam a commercial in there. They have to fast forward by. There's other uh, shows out there that use a listener-based model where they pay through Patreon or PayPal. They have a a subscription. You know, they say, hey, listen, if you like our content, please, here's a tip jar. Go to Patreon. And they do it that way. And they, they have one ad saying, if you like our content and you love our show we would love it if you support us financially and they get people to send them money and it's one ad and that's it but when you go in here and you cowtail to the irritating advertising bureau and you do this all for 25 hours per thousand you know listeners this is what you get it's laziness so you get what you get so don't throw a fit as i would say you get what you get and you don't get upset there we, <laughs> there go. we go. Speaking of not getting upset, so I, I started my cohort in uh, at Lipson, and I were kind of talking about how we can create goodness in the podcasting space because we were both Aww, kind of that's nice. kind of because we were just literally thinking goodness. back about how nasty people are sometimes. I mean, some of these podcasting groups sometimes get a little. Uh, oh, Elsie, what are you trying to do? Oh, the groups. What are you trying to oh, do? Yeah. Make people nice? How's that going to work? Well, no. I, what I'm saying, I'm, I'm not going to make people nice. Here's the thing. The reason I got into podcasting was because I have never been so supported by a community, I think, almost ever, other than when I was doing yoga. That, that w- There was that sense of community when I was when I started out as well. But that was like a real life community, like face-to-face kind of stuff. But when I started to do podcasting, like the first, th- the reason that I fell in love was the connection that I had with other podcasters, the way that they were so open and willing to help me get started, all of the advice that came my way, all of the support that came my way. It was amazing. And that's why I, I think podcasters are incredible for that. Anyway, given that though, we often lose track of how good podcasters are and how different they are than other content creators. So 
Sarah and I kind of sat around and kind of thought like, what would we do? And so we came up with this hashtag called Podcasters Are Kind. And to just remind ourselves that there are a lot of really wonderful things that are happening in the medium, especially with other podcasters. They're so supportive and giving. And essentially what that is, is just anytime that anybody says something nice or a podcaster has given you good advice just because or has been really supportive in or something that you've done to just use that hashtag out there and just say podcasters are kind instead of what I see in some Facebook groups out there that are everybody's so grumpy and so like, rawr. so we need to showcase that podcasters are kind and supportive and they feel like family and there's something very unique about creating bonds in the community. So instead of highlighting the grumpy pants people, why don't we focus in on the goodness that we have with each other and to really highlight people who are nice and kind and thoughtful to each other? Oh, bar. And then so when you have a grumpy Gus in there and he's being grumpy, you can reply to his grumpness with the hashtag podcasters are kind. Yeah. Yes. There you go. That's it. That's going to go yeah. over really well. Yeah. Oh, it will. <laughs> I know. Because it'll infuriate That's him. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Oh my God. You are a it's dick. Hashtag podcasters are kind. <laughs> Please don't mess up my hashtag. It's been so sweet to see all of the wonderful things that have been shared already. I hey, mean, I'm not know. messing it up. I'm just saying that's exactly how it's going to go. People are going to be like, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Podcasters are kind. <laughs> oh, my well, God. Again, I think what happens is there's a lot of men that come running in in these groups and they try to mansplain to men and women. And they then they come in and then if you say, well, you have a disagree or a different point of view, then it's a big giant argument. And I think that the hashtag podcasters are kind is a way to bow out of yeah. that. Yeah. Like back out of the room. Yeah. Podcasters are kind. I don't want to be part in of it. In your this. mind, yeah. you're in your mind, the second hashtag would be hashtag you're a dick. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And then <laughs> Right. Exactly you don't write saying. that one. You just write podcasters are kind and you're and done. And you're done. You're bye-bye. I'm I'm out of here. Right. That's right. I like that because I, like I have a too. I have a tendency to use the second one <laughs> that I just mentioned, but I like your idea of podcasters are kind and then back out of it. It's a way of saying I heard what you said. Now shut the I don't up. agree. I'm out. I'm out. You, I, you can yeah. have all I just of like yeah, it's it's just kind of nuts. So, and it's just another way to highlight how you know Good behavior. It's sort of like the way that I'm talking to May May, my own daughter, who is a little bit of a crazy person, to just be able to say to her, <laughs> I really <laughs> to say no, I'm serious. I'm like, Sorry, I go, listen, so you did this like, really well bit of a today. Lunatic. You did this. You did not behave like a crazy person today. I really appreciate that. I love the way you did this and this. Like highlight the good. Help people understand that this is something that is worth affirming and worth shouting out and wor worth, you know, pointing out versus just diving into this cesspool of negativity. And, um, you know, it's just, it's not good. It, people run with that. And I don't want to add to it. I'd rather just do no, exactly what John said. I bow out of this conversation. Let's begin one that is not about that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, mm -hmm. um, do you guys want to cover the last news or should we move into some tool tips? Because we have a lot. You guys, this is a sponsor tool tips because 
Text Expander is the third app that I always add to any new device that I have coming. They're like, it has to be part of my workflow. It, it must. And he, and he asked me, he's like, what are the other two? I assume one of them has to be 1Password. And he's right. 1Password is my number one. That one is is there. The second one is Dropbox because it syncs up everything, right? And that's how I get access to a lot of these things. And the third one is Text Expander. And why? It's because it's so ingrained in the way that I work that it's I take it for granted now. I absolutely take it for granted. I've been using this for, I can't even tell you how many years. I think they probably have my account and they can actually tell you. And I'm, I'm thinking maybe like 2007, 2008-ish, where I I purchased Text Expander for the very first time. So what it is, you use keystrokes to expand text. So it's sort of like a keyboard shortcuts, but like super optimized. So they give you some of these keystrokes when you download the app. And like one of them is like AADD. And if you write AADD, it expands your address, your physical address, if you ever are filling out an application or something like this. And you can, of course, edit this stuff once you download a text expander. You do the same thing for like email signatures and your name. So if it's my name and I want to write my name down, I write N-N-E-E. And when I write that, it expands L.C. Escobar. Like it just, and I know that it seems like, why don't I just type L.C. Escobar? But it's so much easier because it automatically puts it out. But let me give you a, a usage case for this for me. Right around, I think, 2008 or 2009, I started the Rockin' Lipson podcast series on the Lipson blog. And what that would be is like I generally say on the feed, you know, and I started it first just on the blog and then on the feed. But what I when I started to get it on the feed, I started to get a lot more people emailing me to be featured. And so I needed to have a workflow set up for this. And so people will email me, hey, I want to be featured. And so I have to send an email saying, awesome, this is what you need to do. And these are the answers. And then they give me the answers and then I have to respond Great. Thank you so much. And this is when I've set up your feature. This is what you can expect. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. There goes that. And then when their feature comes up, I also send an email saying, hey, dude, your feature's up. Check out what it looks like. Let me know if you have any edits. Those are like the three main emails that I send out. And if I'm writing this over and over again, it would take me so long. So I essentially have gotten that workflow down with Text Expander to seconds especially when I'm going through the email addresses for the feed, when, when I get those inquiries, as soon as I see somebody saying like, I want to be featured, I open the email and I literally <laughs> type in mm -hmm. rockin' yes. That's it. Rockin' yes. Together. Like one word, rockin' yes. Boom. And it expands into this entire everything that they need to know. And then I email it out. And then when they respond back, as quickly as I get it, I immediately write down like, like when I get them into, you know, you're going to be featured in two weeks from today, that's going to be, you know, March 15th or something, then I can, all I have to update in that email is the March 15th part. In fact, they even have it set up so that you don't even have to manually do it. Meaning you can expand and then you can fill in the blank. Like there's little blanky thingies in there that I, you could actually personalize the expansions to fill in data that is that has to do with that specific person so that you could put like hey Jessica your feature is going in on March 15th and that could be optimized for you and literally that happens with increased keystrokes so my whole system for rock and lips and podcast happens in minute i go through that stuff so fast processing email because i know how to open that up also answers for support 
support.lipson.com is, of course, a keystroke. I just write SSU in my I Oh, because the, here's the other bonus thing, too. It also carries on like it's supported on a desktop as well as any devices. It's supported on on Mac and Windows and also iOS and Android. And so when you're on there, you can absolutely use this puppy and all of your snippets carry everywhere. And I can do it on the go, which is like insane. So text expander, so amazing. You guys are awesome. So you guys, if you want to get 20% off your first year, so textexpander.com slash podcast, textexpander.com slash podcast, you get 20% off of your first year, slightly less than $40 a year. But with the 20%, obviously you get even more than $40 a year. But it's really great because it syncs up in, through all of your devices. But it also supports teams. Let's pretend I get an assistant for Lipson, right? And they are going to be taking over the duties of the Rock and Lipson podcasters. Then what would be so cool is I could just, as I hire this assistant and I have this assistant, I can say, this is a protocol for answering these emails. These are the keystrokes. They already know. It's already lined up part of the teams. If I make edits to that initial email, I just make edits to the email. They don't even have to know. They just have to keep expanding rock and yes, <laughs> and it'll just update. So it's so cool for teams too. If you have anybody that's working with you, they can just use these keystrokes and automatically have your answers. So that's another way for you to update information for your team, new email addresses, new ways that you want to handle support, new ways that you want to get a new guest, updated links and things like that. You just have to update it on your end and then it automatically syncs up onto everybody else and you don't even have to tell them, oh, you need to update this stuff. Just keystrokes, boom and done. So yay. Thank you so much, Text Expander. You guys, I love this app so much. Elsie's Tool Tips. Woohoo. All right. So I'm going to actually begin this. Do you, Jess, Boss Jock, remember Boss Jock? Yes, of course. Boss I heard this news. I was so excited for Boss that. Boss Jack was like one of our. It was our first sponsor, I think. It right? was our. Yes, I think it was. I think it was our first they sponsor. Our and they really they loved working us with us. Nobody else would. It's so amazing. Such good guys. Um, so what Boss Jack was is, I mean, was a, a little app, a little recording app for your iPhone. And you could just record stuff on it and. It was just easy to use and we, you know, we, we even did a webinar on Boss Jock, which was like podcasting directly from your iPhone, all things into the iPhone. I think Rob came in and, and gave a huge um, webinar for us for the She, she Podcast a while ago. Yeah. It was very well received. People really yeah. loved it, all the stuff. And then Boss Jock kind of left. They disappeared. They, disappeared. they just disappeared. Bye-bye. Yeah. So but now we know where they went. Where did they go? Now they know. Exactly. They just, they were creating a whole new app that has been designed from the ground app. And now it's called Backpack Studio. It is currently available for iOS. And it is, um, it's so cool. I haven't played with it yet. I have, I bought it because it was on sale for half price, I think, or 40% off. Um, for Christmas and stuff like that. So I have it on my phone and I can't wait to use it. And um, it has automatic mixing in it. It has an infinite soundboard. So you can actually have 
all the jingles that John has for our show, it could actually be added into the phone. So if like, let's say that's I'm amazing, doing, really, it's really cool. So if I were to, for whatever reason, record a solo episode of She Podcasts and I needed to do it on the fly, John can send me some of the drops. I'll add them to my phone. I'll get behind the mic and just do the whole thing. It has the editor right there. You can share it. I can actually share it directly to all kinds of things. Like it exports to MP3, Wave, M4A, AIFF, and even video, which was a request from a lot of people. Um, because you can add artwork and ID3 tags into it. And also you can publish recordings directly into all of these different places like iCloud and Dropbox and Facebook and YouTube, FTP for Libsyn too. So you can actually hook up um, Libsyn via the FTP server. And then that way it'll just literally go all the way through Libsyn and, and even be uh, published from there, which is amazing. If you were a current Boss Jock, if you bought Boss Jock, do you automatically get this or is it no? It's no, totally this is a completely thing. different thing. So I had to go buy it. It's rebranded from the ground up again. And it looks really lovely on iPad too. It's like a, a beautiful looking app on there as well. So, so this is really, really, really cool. Really cool. So you guys go ahead and check it out. If you guys wanted to have like an on the a backpack studio, if you want a studio in your backpack. This is the app for you. Wow, that was a good. And we're not. They're not even sponsoring us. I know. LC, I know. But you, you so, did the whole thing, including the voiceover, including the. But now, so let's move into this other one. So this is an app that is app, software. This is software. All software. Not now. an app. Yeah, it's for one microphone. You can't have yeah. co-hosts. So it's just a single one person. I don't think you can. From looking at it here. You can't bring anybody no, in via Skype right. or anything like yeah, that. They might be working on some of that. I, th- You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put links to their social media accounts because Ed, who is essentially designed this entire thing, um, he has been answering on the Facebook page and things like that. And people have been requesting some of those things. So they are possibly looking into adding some functionality there. So we'll see what happens with that. But yes, you're right. This is primarily for a, so this is a solo endeavor. So all of you guys who have been looking to have just your phone or an iPad and looking to record a solo show with music and jingles in between, y'all can take it with you wherever it is that you go and record your show. Y'all. And it also works with any USB microphone. You know, if you have to, if you get the little, um, uh, what is it called? The camera connection kit or whatever that the little USB dongly thingy that you put into your iPhone, you can then attach any USB microphone to that. And then that way you have an external microphone that goes inside the, the, the iPhone. So I think it's really great for somebody who is mobile and is just a one person show and wants uh, to have a little bit more extra stuff to, mm-hmm. to the show. So it's, it's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so the next part thing that we have, we have the Rodecaster Pro. So the Rodecaster Pro is a piece of hardware. So it's kind yep. of like, how would you call it, John? I think that it's sort of like a mixture of a mixer and a digital recorder. It is both. Yes, right? All Both of yes. those things into the one thing. Um, in the show notes, I'm going to have a link to the plate to, to, so that you could see it. And then also to an almost 30 minute video that goes through every single thing that it does, because it does require you to understand how it works. But once you kind of see it, you're going to be like, what? So 
it has jingle. You can add jingles to it. It has four XLR outputs. Am I right? I think so. Right. As four XLR mic inputs. inputs. Yes. So that if you have four people, you can have up to four people recording into this into this uh, device thing. Um, it also bring, and this is the, I think this is the kicker for the majority of people. You can connect your phone via Bluetooth to this device and you can take your Skype calls. You can take a phone call and it will be recorded in there. And there will be, you know, you can actually adjust the levels of the phone coming in and adjust yourself. So for all of you people who are constantly asking, how do I record a phone call? This little device can do that. And so if you have a guest that refuses to go on Zoom, Skype, all of the things, you can just call them on the phone and no have them way. there. Yes. 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 It's there. You can Stop also it. plug your phone. You can plug. It has. It'll go from your phone, whatever connection that is, because if you have an iPhone, it's a different connection than from an Android. And it would, if you can get the cable that goes from your phone to a uh, quarter inch, not I'm sorry, eighth inch TRRS. I forget how that goes. There's a T, a couple R's and an S in there. <laughs> Uh, and you can plug it into the back of this and it will also record. So it does Bluetooth, but you can also plug it in. The nice thing about it also is it has four different headphones mm -hmm. that have four different volumes. Yep. So if you have four people around a table, they can all have their own separate headphones and their own volumes. Yep. That's pretty cool, man. So it is nice. I know. It's now, awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now there's a, and it also has uh, eight little pads for firing off sound effects, which is nice too. You can load in like a safety clips for your podcast that you were talking about or whatever you can load them in there you can have your music your intro music your outro music in spots if you wanted to play them to be quite honest with and you. also All audio like audio feedback if you have an, another segment or you want to add something like let's say for whatever reason i am you know recording something here and jess has sent in a segment that you know she wants me to add for whatever reason then I can just add that in there or what other people have been doing too, or, or like what has been not other people have been doing because this is just released. But something that people have talked about is that you can still like, let's say you can record your conversation using Skype or Zoom or whatever. Like you can have that recorded elsewhere. Like you, you did that recording and then you pull in the conversation as you are doing this. So like you can start the show and go like, hi, everybody, this is my show and I'm doing da da da, da and this is what we're doing. And here's uh, my conversation with um, Jessica. And then Holy you can just crap. play it and, and it'll really goes cool. in there and you can do that. So it's really easy also to do that. Now, there are some things that are kind of deal breakers for a lot of people. Uh, John, right. would you like to speak into the deal breaker part of this for you? Yeah. Well, for me is I like to have separate tracks for each person that is talking right. because a lot of podcasters like to talk over each other. Yes. Who? What? And Who? Me? <laughs> yes. This would be called the Jessica effect. <laughs> and I am happy to have so, coined it for you. Yes. So this only records into one track, a stereo track. Now, if it's not a big deal to you, then it's not a big deal to you. The other thing that I'm not crazy about is it uses it doesn't use an SD card. It uses the little tiny micro. Yeah, chip it does. Card. That little tiny thingy. Yeah, that's that odd. little tiny it's crazy. one. Which, it's very yeah, weird. So which uh -huh. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that either. Why not? Wait, but why? Why is that bad? 
I just they're too so flimsy. I got big giant thick fingers. Oh, you're just worried and about it. And I'm trying to mess around with too. that. Yeah, yeah, breaking it, losing it. You know, I like a, the SD cards. It's just a little bit beefier for Makes me. I, it's just a personal preference. Also with this, don't get me wrong. It's really really nice. It does a lot of different things. It adds uh you can add compression, you can add there's a lot of things that you can add to this to make your audio sound better. And it's pricey. It's like six hundred dollars. So, but it is meant for a specific kind of podcaster that I would say is more experienced. That doesn't have to do a lot of editing in their audio yeah. on the fly. This would work out fantastically. Yeah, because you can have a, a a finished show. But but you're right. That's a big deal breaker for a lot of people. Not having like it mixes into one file, so you. You can't really do much of anything with that. The other thing that I've heard, I've seen, especially in this, um, well, actually not, it wasn't in this video. Somebody else was saying is that there are presets. Oh, oh, well, well this is good and bad. Like for somebody like me who is not uh, adept at post-production and setting stuff on a mixer, it already has presets. So if you go in there and you put in a condenser microphone or a dynamic microphone, it actually gives you presets added so it has all of the stuff like the compression the deesser the you know all of the things that john does in post-production for the show is already done in there which is super neat and um and, and you just literally can press a mo you can take it all off so like you can do like maybe you want to do a compression and you press the little button for compression you can do a deesser and then you press the little button for the deesser and you're like oh i don't know if i want to do that you can undo it and it takes it away. So it's really a, just a one button thing so that you can figure out how your voice sounds. So it's got, I think, about four separate things for each track that you can do, which is great. Um, and it is optimized to work with um, the next thing that I was had in here, which is the pod mic, which has been released by, this is from Rode. And the pod mic is, is, is another, it's a dynamic microphone that has been designed specifically for podcasting, supposedly. It is only XLR, it's XLR only, and it's a little bit of a, like a broadcast grade dynamic microphone. So this isn't like, like the microphone that I'm using right now is the Q2U, Samsung Q2U, and the ATR2100. Those are like base level dynamic microphones that will work for the majority of people. But there are some people who really want to up their game. Um, this is, I believe this is somewhere, I think it's like two. 99 or something like this for this microphone. So this these are higher end microphones. This pod mic is a higher end microphone. So if you have a the pod mic, you buy that and then you have the Rodecaster Pro, it already has presets that are designed specifically to work so that this microphone sounds the best and you don't have to mess with it too much. You literally just plug it in and tell it what type of mic it is. So it's really cool for, you know. Why do you say people? it's supposedly yeah. designed with podcasters? In well, mind? because honestly, I got to tell you, if it's a podcaster mic, it should also be, uh, it should also have a USB right. capability they don't. to yeah, it. Yeah, but we'll see, mind you, this is a, well, it says here that it's a, prof whatever professional, you know, it's a broadcast grade. And I think with the broadcast grade, I don't think we have too many XLR USB type ones. I think the broadcast grade that has USB XLR is probably the only one that does that, I do believe, is the Yeti Pro. It's the only one that is broadcast grade that is at this price point that is XLR and USB. No other microphones are really XLR and USB. Right. This is set up that, so what, if you bought the Procaster, Rodecaster Pro mixer, 
and four of these microphones. You just plug them in. You tell the mixer that it you have the Rodecaster pod mic, and it already sets up all the settings. Mm-hmm. So it does everything for you. It's kind of like, you know, it's just a plug and play kind of thing. So if you were going to, if you're a podcaster, you need a audio interface or a mixer to use this mic. You cannot just take this mic and plug it into your computer. Right. That will not yeah, work. Yeah, that will not work for sure. This, I think, would be really great for co-hosts. You know, if, if you want to have a, a really uh, spiffy uh, podcast with co-hosts that are in the same place. So not via Skype like Jess and I are doing right now. But if you are, you know, with your BFF and you're recording this, this would be something really cool that you could just put in the middle of you guys. You guys can get very good at doing the intro, the outros, the jingles and all that stuff. Even and if you don't want and if you are so pro that you don't really need too much post-production and you know that there's going to be little of craziness happening between you two then this is something that can definitely work. So on location production, it's great for that kind of stuff, for people who are doing it like that. And also as a solo podcaster, I think it's, and if you want to go a little more pro with your approach and move away from the computer, I think this is also a really great choice. But it's not so good for the majority of people who are doing uh, online stuff like Skype recordings and stuff like that. Unless you're, again, a pro and you can bring people in and you know that they're, you're going to be really on it and the levels are going to be great and you know that you're not going to be able to edit your guest very much with this. So I have a tip. If you're going to use Skype and your guest has less than a great broadband rate, so you're there Skype, you know, they're losing, you're losing connections, if you can use a phone by any chance or any way of using a cell phone or any kind of phone situation, I think that's better than having Skype drop out and listening to that. As a podcast listener, it just puts the hair up on the mm-hmm. back of my neck when you have that. So that's one nice thing about this mixer is you have the choice. If you have somebody that's coming in and they're, they're using their uh, phone, they're using their computer and they're using their computer mic and they're not connected to the internet, they're only using a wireless and their broadband is not that great, then say, listen, jump on your cell phone and then we'll do it that way. That sounds so much better than trying to use a bad internet connection. Agreed. Absolutely. I think it's it's better too. So so for those, but mind you, it's going to cost you some cashola, y'all. It's at least going to be a grand for for one mic and this thing. So Yeah, it's going to be a... It's a dime in the betting business. <laughs> a dime, yeah. It's going to cost you a dime. Yeah. So if you oh, if right. you know if you're all in and you're looking to up level and you know how you work really well, this is a great sort of like lower end investment for somebody who wants to uh, who is already a pro, like an audio pro, meaning like a uh, behind the microphone. You know how to do all this stuff like on the fly. Like you know you deliver the content very well. And you can get a show out. That's like, this would be a, a great investment for, for you. I'd love to have this thing. I think it's, I think it would be great. I, I would really appreciate using this because I wouldn't need, like the kind of show that I would like to do would involve all the things I was just talking about. Like I can deliver it. I can put the, you know, whatever the music, the transitions in there. Um, I can use occasional voice feedback and I can just sit back and, do it versus 
um, having so, and I think what, what I love about it is that it's small, it's kind of smallish and compact. And mm. instead of like having a big mixer and then I have to have another thing and then I have to have another thing, it's like, this feels like, oh, just one or two. It looks like a can of Coke. <laughs> That's about the size. It's the size. The microphone's the size of a can the of Coke. The microphone is, yeah. And, but the, the, yes. the recorder is a little, I think it's a little bigger. It's probably the size of an iPad is what I would think. It's like the size of an iPad, but not that skinny. Like it actually is like a box, like a shoe box, a slightly right. smaller than a shoe box. <laughs> but bigger than a bread box. Yeah. <laughs> if you use the four pod mics and you had the stands and this mixer and everything, that would be two dimes yeah. or $2,000. Yes. yes. Poker face. Yeah. But, but I mean, for somebody who, you know what I mean? It's like it, that would really work well for like a pro, like, like, like somebody who, who wants to get like something on the down low, you know, like it I probably would. Could you get 2000 I'm sure you could do that. You could hack together $2,000 worth of gear and get the same sound. Just not this compact, is what I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this would be something you would take out on the road. Like I'm thinking of Jason Bryan, who does Matt Talk Yeah, online. exactly. For sure. He goes to different places to, for wrestling and all, and then he could put four mics together, and then with him, he could do the whole thing right there. He's that professional where he could just go and do the whole thing without doing it. That would be perfect for him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's compact. He can carry it wherever he wants to go. That would be perfect. Yeah, that would be. But for somebody that's just starting out, I think it's – I, I just think it's overkill, number one, and I don't think you're going to be able to – the nice thing about editing and having everything on the, the single track where you can come in and cut out stuff is that it takes out a lot of blemishes. You yeah. can make yourself a lot better, right. sound a lot better than you actually are, Yep, which is nice. Which is we all nice. want, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all want that. Yeah. All right. So that is all we have for you guys today. So Jess, do you have anything else that you want us to talk about? Or do you want to have anything to say about these these new tools that we talked about today? No, because I don't know diddles about mics, as we all know. <laughs> I wish I, I mean, I, I was going to just say I wish I knew more. But the truth is, I really don't wish I knew more. Why can't we get Roe to send Jessica one of those microphones? Like, so I like when I sound desk. cool, but I trust John to do that. That's all we yeah. need to say. That would be nice. Hey, I, I'd be up for it. Like, yeah. To play I wish I but... had more to. I mean, you know what I mean? The thing is, though, like, we all have our skills. This one, the audio one, isn't mine. Isn't I like yours? to talk about how to market stuff and make money with stuff. I don't. Yeah. I don't care about hey. this part. I hate to say. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't care. You should. Jessica wants me to care. Yes. About that's her right. audio. I, I would hope that you would care about my audio. I do. I know you do. Okay. That's all we have for you for today. Yes. You know, I just did, I did want to mention something before we bang out of here. And that is, I don't know if the listeners know, especially if you're new listeners, all three of us have different podcasts that we do besides this Oh my this gosh, one. that's right. You're right. Go and ahead. we never talk about them, but I thought no, we don't. if you guys were interested. So John and I are on another show, a comedy show together called Brilliant Observations. And you can find that one on Spotify, but also at brilliantobservations.com. Elsie does another podcast called The Feed with her colleague and co-host Rob Walsh. And where do you find that one? Thefeed.libson.com, right? Yeah, or you can start, we actually have iPhone apps, an iPhone app and an Android app. If you guys want to check that out, you just have to go to the App Store Sweet. for Android or iOS and just search for Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, the feed, and then you can find it. It's free. 
And you could just listen to all our shows there as well. And then, John, tell us about your other show, please. I have actually two shows, but the one I want to talk about. Oh, yeah, two shows. Right. No, tell both. It's called Hate to Wait. And Wait is W-E-I-G-H-T. It's with Emily Prokop Mm -hmm. of The Story Behind. the best. And it's where we are doing, we're trying to lose weight. And it's not a how to lose weight. It's we come in and we commiserate over the issues we have trying to lose weight. Usually it's me doing a lot of crying and <laughs> whining. Just just kidding. I mean, who doesn't want to hear that? Yeah, but we also have a community on Facebook with about 130 people oh, in there. And we, it's, mm-hmm. it's very it's supportive. It we is. are supportive, supportive of each other because it takes a village to lose weight. It's you can't do it by yourself for people that are, are they're having you can't issues even do with it with it. a village. <laughs> and we and Jessica's in our group and, and Dave Jackson is in our yeah, group. So right. it's a lot of fun. And it's my the, it's one of my favorite podcasts to do for the simple fact is I get to work with Emily and it's just very easy. She's we awesome. just sit down, open up the microphone and talk about what's going on in our lives. It's very easy. It's it's a nice light listen. If you have issues with losing weight, then come on in and join us. So Yay! you don't want to talk it's about fun. the other I love one? that. That one's new right now, so I, I'm just going to keep that on the back burner. We're kind of it's like any other kind of podcast when you first start out. I have two new podcasters that I'm kind of bringing up, and I don't want to have people come in right now because we're still working on okay. it. It's kind of like testing. All right, and all then right, as right. as we hit our stride, like brilliant observations, that show has hit its stride. It's, I'm very proud of what you it guys do, and, little, you, and you allow I mean, it me took to be. Elsie and I about a year, wouldn't you say, Elsie? To or, hit our yeah, yes, yes, for sure. To figure yeah. out what the heck. It's yes. finally for, yeah. getting to a point where we have a rhythm and it's funny and we're, we're a little more comfortable with what material we're doing. So it's good. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. you and Rob? Have you hit your stride yet with Rob? <laughs> yes. No, I mean, I know exactly what we're doing in that show, you know, so it's it's yeah. No, but it, 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 That's it actually a great us- show. I was just kidding. It's um, no, but it's, you know, we work differently. So, yeah, of course, we hit our, uh, we hit a, a way of working with each other where I know exactly what to expect and all of that fun stuff. But good. So, yeah, if any of you guys want to um, subscribe check to any of the shows or check those out, that would be really cool. I have a little bit, a uh, couple of little other things that self promotion here. <laughs> I oh, was on a podcast it. called Podcast Envy from Andrea Clunder, and she has been doing some fantastic work. Actually, you know what? Podcast Envy is, if I may say this, Andrea, I'm not even sure. I think that this might be true, but Podcast Envy is the only show solely focused on podcasting with a woman who is leading the conversation. So, meaning solo. I'm not talking, Sweet. obviously, there's she podcast because we are doing this right now. Well, right, right. But uh, Andrea is doing it and she does a uh, solo show sometimes. And then she obviously has guests that come into the into the scene. But she is a podcasting consultant and coach and all kinds of things like that. She is a member of the E-League. Um, she was one of my founders. Uh, she's an incredible uh, talent out there. And she's doing really great work in podcasting. And she had me on. She's doing a social impact um, uh, uh, so, kind of like series. And she had me on to talk about podcasting beyond the download, as I always love to talk about. So the power of podcasting and its impact. And it's literally what I talk about all the time. So if you want to know what I'm about, you listen to this episode and you'll know exactly what I'm about, what my work is about in podcasting, why it's different than everybody else's and um, how podcasting can really truly change the world. So check that out. And also I have been having a really great time with the She Podcast Super Squad, which 
in the holidays, we've kind of like dropped off a little bit because there's been some changes, but we have weekly coaching um, that goes on in the She Podcast Super Squad. And what that is, it's like sort of like our premium, it's our premium place, right? It's our Patreon place. And for $5 a month, you guys, for $5 a month, you can get coaching from both Jess and I. We do a Q&A in the group. And essentially, we just post and we say like, hey, we're going to be here tomorrow from, you know, 12 to 1. Give me your questions. And then people ask the questions and then I will go in there or Jess will go in there and we will answer them um, the next day or whatever when we say we're going to be there. Now, why this is important is because at least for me, and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to speak for Jess, but you know, she podcasts the the Facebook group itself. Now, with over ten thousand women, we will go in there occasionally. Eleven thousand, by the way. Eleven thousand. Okay, so we go in there occasionally, and we'll like people will tag us, and people want you know us to answer questions, and like you know occasionally I'll be in there and say like, "Yay, good job!" or "Here's the information that you needed." But I'm really not in there anymore. I I I mean, I'm there watching and I'm observing, but when it comes to Tapping into my brain, you go to the She Podcast Super Squad. If you want access yeah. to me and my and my advice, and and if you have a question that you're dying for me to look at, if you want me to listen, if you want all of that stuff, you go to She Podcast Super Squad for five dollars yep. a month. You will get that. But I'm not going to yep. be doing that so much in the She Podcast group. It's nuts in there. Well, and it's a lot of repetition and asking the same questions. It's a lot of repetition in there right now as well. So, yeah. And then the other thing that's great about the Sheep Podcast Super Squad is there's a lot of big name yes. podcasters yeah. in there that if you had a question, they might jump in and ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my boss question. is in there. John's in there. It's male and female. Yes, so it's, it, yes, that's the other thing. Is it is male anybody. and female. And the other thing, too, is that you get like a little bit of behind the scenes stuff in there. So I posted me recording in the hallway um you know they they saw the picture of that what is it what was that that weird thing around the neck that looked like a vagina (laughs) what was that yeah yeah we put that link in there so we have like the super squad if you don't want coaching and you just want behind the scenes stuff from jess and i pictures or insider information stuff like that it goes into the super squad like there's no reason we're gonna put that in the she podcast group people are gonna be like what the what is this? Yeah. So if you love us and you love the show, and what if you don't want any of that stuff and you just love us? <laughs> and you want to give us $5 a month, a month like which nothing. wouldn't kill you, frankly. <laughs> yeah, it's like a tip yeah. jar, yeah. basically. Yeah, it it's our tip jar. Are you getting $5 a month? That's $1.25 a That's week. Yep. Look at that. That's not even a cup of coffee. Just yep. so that we can keep doing the show and keep giving you the support that we want to give you there and elsewhere. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, John. And also there, the hashtag podcasters are kind is in full effect. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Please don't destroy it. It just started. Why do you feel like we're no, going to destroy okay, it? Because I could see, I'm, like, I'm I could see all this, this like, negative, like, podcasters are kind. And it's going to be like some like horrible, sarcastic something. Around. Elsie, just because a man said it doesn't mean it has to be sarcastic. Okay. I, I meant it. it in the I meant it in the way that it was supposed to be because over there, podcast, all the podcasters are very kind over yeah, there. Over that's there. what I meant. Yeah, good. Yes. For sure. Oh yeah, podcasters are kind, are very kind in there. So you're right. Okay. That's right. Okay. I got it now. Oh, I'm a little slow. Forgive me for my slowness. That's Took okay. me a while to make that big gigantic circle in my brain. So... <laughs> 
Hey, if I can self-promote yes. here, if you're looking for somebody that's doing editing or you want to upgrade your show sound quality, I've had some people drop off and I do have opening for some clients. Yay, if you'd like to boo. just go to audioeditingsolutions.com, send me an email Yay and for we'll love to talk him to you about being it. free and boo for them dropping off. Shame on you guys. Yeah, totally. Just kidding. So, like, a podcast or sometimes it's, it's just not the time to do no, it. No, I know. Yeah, I, just, yeah, exactly. I was kidding. That's going to be a whole other show there, yo. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, it is. All right. Thank you guys right. so much for listening. If you have feedback for us, we want to hear it. Send it to us at feedback at shepodcast.com. We would also like you to find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at shepodcast. You can also get our show notes, shepodcast.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening and hanging in there with us. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>